0: I absolutely loved recording this episode with Peter Jamrakowski, and I just know you are going to get so much out of it as well. Originally from Sweden, Peter is an author, keynote speaker, and world medalist who really does practice what he preaches. By working on and achieving his own goals over the past 15 years, Peter has won a world championships bronze medal and eight national championships in karate. He has traveled the world, become a top marketing salesman, written a book in just 40 days and fulfilled his childhood dream of moving across the globe from Sweden to Los Angeles. His dream has long been to help others succeed in achieving their own goals. And that is exactly what he is doing right now. Peter is an author of four incredible books. Peter dedicates his time to helping individuals, organizations, and schools to succeed by changing their mindset and working with goals and routines in a new, fun, and efficient way. And something I truly love is that Peter has a dream and a mission very similar to my own, which is that he wants to help at least 10 million people in 10 years to achieve their dreams. I love that. Keep listening to hear all about this, as well as the importance of having a vision and working incredibly hard to achieve it. The power of encouraging others and believing in their dreams. The importance of mentors, role models, and finding someone you can look up to and be inspired by. That we should be committed to the process, but not always attached to the outcome. The importance of celebrating your wins as you go through life. That it's okay if you don't succeed as long as you give it a go. The benefits of waking up early and setting a morning routine. Tips for taking control of your mornings. The importance of treating yourself with same kindness, respect and care as you would for others. How to achieve your goals by breaking them down into small achievable actions. And so much more. We recorded this episode in LA, so you may hear a little background LA noise throughout. But I just know you are going to love it. So let's get right into it. So, hi, Peter. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on to my Dream Life podcast. I am super excited to be in LA. I uh, it's it's like a dream coming true to sit and talk to you here. So, a very very warm welcome.
1: Thank you so much.
0: There's so much to talk about. But before we dive in, I always ask every guest this question. What were your dreams as a kid? Was there something you wanted to, to do or become when you were a child?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I love martial arts. Uh, my father was my karate teacher. and uh, uh, But before starting karate, I always used to come to to the local schools where he had all his classes. And I never wanted to train. I just played around in the back. And at one time, he's kind of like, you should start training. I took on the karate gi, but I didn't like it. So I remember, like, I don't remember, but my father always tells the story that, like, I I stripped naked and ran out of class outside because I didn't want to do karate. But then I started to to watch um, like all these movies like Bruce Lee and Van Damme. And I specifically remember watching The Karate Kid. And there's a scene in The Karate Kid where Mr. Miyagi talks to Daniel-san about um, how you approach things in life. And he said, if you walk on, on a road, if you walk on the right side, you're safe. If you walk on the left side, you're safe. If you walk in the middle, sooner or later, you're going to get squished, just like a grape. And uh, I kind of thought about that and, and said, if I'm going to do something, it should be my full attention. And I said, yeah, let's do karate. And since that day, when I was six years old, I've, I've, I've done karate. And uh, my dream was actually to become an actor like Bruce Lee and Van Damme when I was a kid. That kind of changed. But... That was always my my dream. My walls were full of these posters of Bruce Lee and Van Damme, and I used to work in my parents' uh, tobacco shop where you can buy magazines, cigarettes, and play like sports betting. And I saved up money to to frame like posters. Like mm. the, now, I'm thinking about it, like it's a lot of money to frame a big poster. But I I was friends because across the street there was this guy who did. Framing, and he used to give me a very good price on on the frames that he had some extra off, and so I actually I actually had like I think it was six or seven framed posters with Bruce Lee.
0: I love that, um, and it, it triggered an idea that you know I talk a lot about you know creating a vision board, and you did that you in, a, in a, without really knowing what the vision board was, and um, and I think it's also I think it's Djokovic who used to have. Um, something on the on the ceiling and uh, that he saw every day it could, or it could have been one of the tennis base anyway yeah. um, and uh, um, so you started with that very early
1: yeah I, I guess i didn't even know i i just knew that i loved i loved martial arts i loved bruce lee i loved van damme and i i just wanted to be like them yeah uh, and I, I did everything i could to to be that
0: yeah wonderful so um that is a good segue to tell us a little bit more about your story. So, you just didn't train um, martial art and karate. You actually became a very good one. So, tell us that story. How you how you you obviously went from not wanting to do it to do it, and then became a star in that field. How do you, how did you go about
1: all that? I mean, I remember like I always used to train karate, but. The- my father who was my coach. We didn't go to like competitions because there's one way of martial arts where it's more the art and there's one way when you're an athlete, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's kind of two ways and we used to train more traditionally. But we went to a um, training camp in Karlstad in Sweden yeah. and uh, it was an open camp for the national team. And the coach told me they're like, you're you're pretty good. You have a shot at the national team, but you got to start competing. Uh, and I remember going back to my father and said, "Yeah, I want I want to I want to compete." And I said, "Yeah, let's do it." And that's how kind of like everything started. And I went to my first competition in Stockholm. It was called the Karate Kid Cup. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I went by myself. Actually, I was 15 years old, and we had a family friend there that pick me up at the airport he took me to the competition and i didn't know anything about like competing because training and competing is very different yeah um in a sense because you don't know i didn't know the rules and all of a sudden like someone's going to win someone's going to lose so i was very nervous but i i, I did well i i won i won in my category in, in Kumite and I came, which is fighting and I came third in Kata, which is like the performance part. And, uh, I remember like I flew home and in, in my category, we were only, I think it was four or five people. So I, this is such a like bad mindset I had at that time, but I was so hard on myself. So I was like, no, this, this is not like, uh, I don't feel worthy of winning because it was only five people. Uh, it, this is supposed to be the biggest competition in Sweden and Scandinavia. And and my, my parents came with flowers on the airport and I didn't want to uh, take them. Oh. It's, it's so like when I look at that now, I, I was like, I was so stupid because we, we should celebrate everything. Absolutely, uh, yeah. So that was kind of the start. And uh, then just kind of kept training, kept training, became became better and uh, I I was the I was what you could call like the hard worker I I didn't I didn't get the things that fast but I was always a tough fight because I was a little bit in a way I didn't give up so people knew even if they were better than me they're gonna have a hard time because I didn't in a sense I don't know if I respected their, knowledge or if I was just like being stupid (laughs) but there was something with me that like kind of didn't I didn't want to give up and I think that's kind of the story what made me better and better because I didn't know at all what I was getting myself into but I knew like I'm gonna keep going with this. And, and sometimes I think about this because I've never thought that I would compete. And then one person told me, you can, you can do this. I went back and went on like a 13-year journey. Yeah. And when I look at that now, that, that's pretty cool how, like, how a person, when they believe in you, how that can affect the trajectory of your life.
0: It's a great point for anyone um, listening in terms of encouraging other people. If you see someone who is struggling or, or doing really well, either way to give them some encouraging words could make such a difference to people's lives. You know, you said something that was really interesting in terms of not giving up, and we spoke about that on your podcast yes. um, before. And um, I really believe that anyone can do anything if they really want to. And I think you were uh, an amazing proof of that. So it's very inspiring, your story.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, if you, if I look at my my life, and I was the shortest kid in my class, I was chubby, and then I became skinny. I actually had a, a lot of problems with that because I remember I was in Macedonia one uh, one summer and sitting in my grandfather's lap and he felt my belly he was like what is this you're a kid and he didn't mean anything i love him to to death but that stuck with me yeah that really stuck with me and i after that i started like training much more and also like i stopped eating for a while and so i i I actually got some problems with that but um, then I changed my my mind and um, but the funny part is and this is like the story like I was the chubby sh- the kid and then I was I was shubby and short and I was just skinny and short so nothing changed basically maybe I felt a little bit better with myself but I, I was always in a way I never like now I see people believing in me but it's easy to believe in me now because I have a track record of yeah. doing things but before people they didn't believe in me and I don't know why uh, I didn't why they didn't believe in me but I believed in myself and I don't know where I got that from if that was all the like the role models I had had in my life watching Bruce Lee and Madame he was they were small kids but super cool you know so uh, I don't know but I just want to tell like if people don't believe in you that's okay but fine. Like find a movie star, like find like someone that you look up to and try to kind of model their behavior because it, it's going to pay off, but it's gonna take some time. And I mean, don't be so hard on yourself. Like the first time when I was eighteen, I won the national championships for juniors, uh, in Sweden. But the story was that in the sem, I won the semifinal and then you go to the final. But there was another semifinal and the best guy hurt the other guy so he was disqualified so there was no final so by winning the semi-final i became the the best in sweden right a national champion and going back to like my first competition and the same it was the same story here i was like i'm a fraud like which is ridiculous because this is just what happens in sports like people get injured i won no one can take that away from me but so that i remember like going home in the car this was like in East and we were going to Hamstead. That's like a two, three-hour car ride. And imagine I just won the national championship. I should be the happiest guy on earth. I'm just thinking, how the fuck am I going to win next year? That, that, was, that was my mindset at that time. And that's kind of a cool timestamp how wrong we can be as human beings. Because if we look at that, let's say I didn't win. I went. I went. I won the next year, and instead of celebrating that, it was more like, whew, yeah. like, which is not good at all. Yeah. Like, because even if I wouldn't have won the next year, who cares? Yeah. I won at that time. Why not celebrate that? Why not be happy? And uh, I think it's been been a driver in my <laughs> life to to like be hard on myself, but now I'm, I'm shifting that into coming from a place of joy and being okay with not succeeding which doesn't mean that I'm not gonna give my all it just means that I'm aware that in this world we can like I can't know the outcome I can be attached to the like I can be committed to the process but I, I can't be attached to the outcome Yeah. so like my goal and everything I, I I do now is to be too committed to the process but unattached to the outcome yeah which is not easy, but that's what I'm working on.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one for for the listeners to take on as well, because I think we we all need to hear that. What I really want this episode to be about is your amazing morning rituals, and um, uh, we have a um, mutual friend, Magnus Helgeson, who is amazing, who I also want to have on on the my podcast because he's just you know when you spend an hour with him you think you could do anything right yeah. uh, he gave me your book I loved it so much and um for anyone listening it's actually not available in English yet so you have written it in Swedish but I believe that you have some dreams to uh, do it in English as well yeah
1: yeah I have like I've written four books for people that don't know and uh one the first book i wrote is called the goal book and it's a it's how you set goals in the different areas of life yeah so that's where i started and after that i wrote a book called no regrets yeah and that is actually the first book you should read that's basically like how do you start dreaming and like find your way to dream, and then you set your goals and then the third book i wrote was it's called the book of balance which is basically like when you have all these dreams when you start working towards your goals you got to be unbalanced yep. because now you have all these things in your life. So how do you deal with that? I kind of share much more of my own journey, be getting more personal uh, in that book. And then the fourth book that we're going to talk about now is it's called Moron Pig or, or Super Mornings. Yep. I, I think that's going to be the name in English. Yep. And basically, it's my research of uh, h- about 100 people that are super successful and what they do in their mornings. I took what they did, like, looked at it, and then found and created morning routines that you can use for for different areas in your life.
0: Yeah, and I love that. And uh, being a um, morning person, and it wasn't a a natural thing for me to become a morning person. So for anyone listening who thinks that they're not, there is potential if you really want to do it. But I love mornings now. It's like one of my favorite things. But I would love to uh, know why do you think it is so important to get up early but also based on the research for the 100 people that you did what made the difference do you think in terms of for them to get up early
1: yeah so I think first of all like if we're being honest here like most I would say like 90-95% of people they don't they wouldn't prefer going up at 5am or 4.30 or 5.30 most people would like to sleep in a little bit That's normal. If we look at the research, why are all those people waking up early? Because they have big missions, just like yourself. They are uh, driven by becoming the best athlete in the world, starting a company, being the best father or mother, or just creating something. And that's time. We see the people, some of them, there's a lot of super successful people that uh, wake up and then go straight to work, then go straight home, but they don't give themselves enough time for themselves. Mm. So, the reason why I wake up early and a lot of people wake up early is to get a jump start on the day and being disconnected to the world because we're so connected right now. And at this moment, I don't get any emails, I don't get any calls it's just about me and like taking care of myself
0: yeah yeah I love that so so there's so much to talk about morning routines but before we do uh, I love to um, hear about your morning routine like how do you ha- have you because I know you have a few different ones which we're yeah. gonna get to but what's your ideal morning routine
1: so my morning routines goes in season dep- seasons depending on what I want to do with my life so Uh, Let's talk about, for example, this morning, my alarm clock went off at uh, 5.45 and woke up. I went for a run to the beach and back. Uh, Then I did a meditation. I took a shower and uh, with a cold shower Mm -hmm. and just kind of had some time to be with myself because I knew we were going to share. And I knew if I would have been stressed and coming into a podcast or if you're stressed and coming to even a yoga class it's not gonna work out or coming to work like hey here i am what are we doing now or a job interview i see this all the time there's so many people they're like always being reactive and then they come in and think that they're gonna get like a good response people see that but when you're calm when you're centered. Like it's so different. So so this is what, what I do for for myself. I find a way to take care of myself. Yeah. And so this is very simple routine. Usually wake up, work out, meditate, shower, cold shower, coffee. Yeah. And today I had the the best coffee ever, thanks to you. Yeah. So thank you.
0: Can you um tell our listeners for anyone listening and would like to get into these morning routines? When you say that you live your life by seasons, what does that mean?
1: So the world is very intelligent, right? Why do we have seasons? Maybe not as much in LA, but like, why? Why is there seasons? Because we need. Sometimes we need time to rest. Sometimes we need uh, time to plant the seeds. Then we need time to harvest them, and then we need time to like rejuvenate and enjoy that. So. I see my my life the same way because if I would just push, 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 I would burn out. If I would just chill, 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 I won't get anywhere, right? And there is some moments in your life where you have to plant the seeds and when you have to water them, water them, water them, and then... Maybe if you have done it the right way, they will start growing. And there's there's a story, I think it's with the bamboo. Like, I don't know if it's a true story, but it's a very good fable. Like you water, you water it for years, and then just in 30 days, it will like grow and become this big bamboo tree. And I think that's the same with like starting a business, becoming an athlete, or just like whatever it is, it compounds and then. get the reward yeah but to be honest in my life i remember one of my best performances as an athlete was after three weeks in magaluf in in spain so for people who don't know what magaluf is basically a place where you go and drink and party for like like crazy and then you come home you you have like you gain weight you're like so tired but you it's have not all a the, holiday it's not a holiday yeah have you <laughs> well, been it there? is. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you I think know. it's a
0: classic for us we, to go to yeah. Margulov and um, and uh, um, uh, yeah it was when I went there it was definitely I went there with a few girlfriends it yeah. was definitely a party party so, week
1: but, so you know yeah but I stayed three weeks like the plan was to work there but we we didn't get a job so we we're like let's, let's just stay here and, and have fun and like coming back from that We went almost directly, I think it was two weeks after, to British Open. And I fought better than i ever done in my life up to that point. And then I started questioning myself, like, why? How how can it be if I party more, I perform better? And first, like I said, that's pretty cool. But then I realized it wasn't that. The, the, The real thing was that I worked hard 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 then I rested I had fun and then I came back mm. with all this like energy like the the puzzle the pieces of the puzzle was starting to coming together yeah and sometimes you need time off to do that yeah because that's something we see like we see the greatest athletes it looks it looks flawless right yeah that's because they worked out they worked out they worked out and then maybe rested they may be even lost and then like they're free yeah so I was free in that moment. And um, that's my like kind of perception of the seasons of life. If we don't acknowledge that, yeah. we're trying to go against the universe. Yeah. And like I'm not smarter than the universe, that's for sure. So let's go with the flow.
0: Yeah. So for anyone listening and can't get the book yet yeah. in terms of how they can apply the seasons to their own life what kind of advice would you give
1: so i will look i will look at my life and see like where am i right now for example if you are let's start with with a person that want to make a change in their life so they will go into a season of planting the seeds right and so then maybe it's time to work it's time to like get up early like work out in the morning be like kind of not tough on yourself but kind of push yourself and becoming better that's one way of doing it if you're in a situation right now where you are overworked, you fucking hate your job like you, you don't enjoy what you're doing maybe it's time to take vacation yeah you know maybe it's time to take some time off instead of pushing more uh, the same goes like if you're super successful with your business but you have neglected your family maybe it's time to realize okay if I work harder now, my business might be better, but I might also get a divorce. So is that something that I want? And maybe take some time off. Yeah. Um a lot of times we I f- I think we take things so seriously, like we 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 take ourselves so seriously we have to we have to save face we have to be this super successful look good like be good be healthy wake up at 4:38 or whatever it is that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is like listen to your voice where are you now what do you need to create a better life
0: i loved reading about all the different mornings so the 11 super mornings can you share what those are or some of them at least
1: what i want to like share is one one morning that that i like when i have like when i want to perform yeah so the thing is like what are you doing with your life when you want to perform because we're sometimes we're very like kind of nervous those days like uh, we don't know and we're getting stressed out we can't sleep the night before which means we maybe wake up a little bit later than we should. But I believe like performance is always best when you control the day. It doesn't always happen that way. And I, c- I can tell you another story when I later, when I fought in Australia, nothing happened the way that I wanted to, uh, which usually happens in life. But let's try to like adjust the life the way we wanted. So those mornings when I have like an important podcast or like, a job interview or like a meeting with an important client or it could be the first date or whatever whatever it, it might be I always try to at least wake up early work out because I think working out and sweating like yeah. get the heart rate up yeah. uh, that will release like a lot of uh, nervousness and also give you like a little bit of happiness And yeah. uh, also I I take the time to like eat a healthy breakfast which will give me energy because I, I believe the only like life is energy if we look at people that are performing very well they have a lot of energy yeah. and uh, uh, so those are kind of the basic things like to take time to slow things down maybe like those days I'm not even going to go in like today I didn't even check my emails or like starting to post things or like responding to people yeah. I am trying to be here with me and like just be so that's that's what i do and it it usually works very well some people i know they want to be distracted when they have something important and i'm the opposite like when i'm fighting i i want to be alone i i become i become a little bit strange person but i because i go internally yeah. as i'm going to battle now yeah and um, some people want i know i heard like some really good athletes they like play video games then they go and fight and then they do super well yeah. that's not me yeah. i would i would be too way too distracted and i will be like mentally if i lost the video game i will think i will lose my <laughs> <laughs> that's just how my mind works and <laughs> uh, so so yeah so to make it simple like wake ups so you have enough time uh, do a workout and um, i would meditate of course because it helps me so much to just kind of relax and meditation doesn't have to be like you don't you don't have to be a guru or a ninja to do that you can just go to youtube and and put on like either relaxing music or 10 minute guided meditation just lay down yeah that that's enough as a starter Yeah, and then take a shower and i also like one thing that i did for all my competitions i cut my hair like i was prepared i wanted to I don't know, it was bad for me to say I wanted to look good, but I wanted to, like, come out as a champion, you know? Yeah. So if I go to an important meeting and, like, my shirt is not ironed or, like, I have two different socks or, like, that, all those small things adds up for my confidence. Yeah. And so I always try to have all those things together and take time to eat healthy, be there on time. Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah, Beautiful. I love um, that you have different mornings because I have never actually, until I read your book, I haven't actually thought of having different mornings for different, uh, you know, your, your 11 super morning mornings. So for weekends, because I, I mean, one of my favourite things for the weekends when you actually not have anywhere to be a specific time, uh, although sometimes kids make you have that. <laughs> but um, tell us about... Like a morning for the weekends Because you see them a little bit differently Because I do change um, Because I'm so into to long meditations at the moment yeah. for while Before I did like 20 minutes And now I'm doing 45 minutes And um, so that's changed a little bit But on the weekend I also tend to do much longer morning routines So I guess I have what you doing But I haven't seen I have never seen it the way until i read your book so tell us about like a morning uh, routine for a weekend because that's that's a really lovely way of um for people who might not be early risers and it, they might be have to be at work and it's a little bit too much to start yeah. starting on a weekend is good because you actually have the time and you can actually take a little bit longer perhaps and also then think about what works because i think the the most important thing with morning routines is to find whatever is right for each person um so tell us about but like what you would call a weekend morning routine. Yeah.
1: So so first of all, I just want to say like there's no right way of doing a morning routine. It it is what helps you, and we talk about that in the book too. At the end, you create your own super morning, yeah. uh, which is like we're all different. But if you if you don't have a morning routine right now, model someone that is successful in the field you want to be. Don't try to make it up and wing it when you don't know shit because it's not going to help you. But when you have some data, like when you know this is what works for me, then you can start adding that. Also, I also want to say every morning doesn't have to look the same. In contrary, like we are habit, like creature of habits, right? So we like habits. Like I'm going to work out four days a week. I'm going to be this beast. I'm going to do that. That's all good. But life doesn't happen that way, right? Uh, so it's okay if you miss one day at the gym it's okay if you miss one morning routine instead of kind of saying no i'm not gonna do this anymore which happens a lot of the time just keep going Yeah, be kind to yourself not like i was in my early stage of my career because i didn't know any better yeah. so please be kind to yourself and weekend mornings for me is like i have big big dreams big passions that i that i work on so I also need time to rejuvenate and enjoy, like just being in bed with your partner. Like that's something that I love. Like how often do we even do that without like looking at your phone, the first thing you do, like just be there for a while. And then you maybe you go get a coffee, you do a hike, like just relax. You talk about things you're grateful for. Like what are the things that, move the needle for a happy life and just be calm like I love I love having long breakfast yeah. like just doing the things that makes you happy and don't ske- please don't schedule those don't, don't schedule anything until maybe at noon or something like that so you have enough time
0: yeah that's really good one of the things one of my dreams actually were to um, not have anything anything booked on a Sunday yeah. because I feel like the, the week and often travel, you're booking so many things and you often don't feel that, um, you know, it's a different thing to to have a whole day in front of you where there's nothing booked, which doesn't mean that you don't do anything, but it's good not to have somewhere to go first thing. And um, one of the things that I often talk about because people sometimes get a bit – Um, worried about when you talk about morning routines because I like to get up at five but that's because I have kids and I want to you know do my things but I often say I don't do it all the time so if I'm jet lagged or if I am tired and if I go to function at night there's no way I'm getting up five because sleep is really important to me so how do you how do you decide when you get up in terms of and what is your evening or have you got a specific evening routine because a lot of people who have morning routines also tend to have evening routines
1: yeah I mean to be honest like it's it's very simple. To to be able to wake up early, you have to go to bed early. Otherwise, you're going to burn yourself out. Yeah. There was a recent article, I think it's in New York Times, like most of us are not like made to wake up at 4.30 or something like that. It might not even be good for you. But if you have enough sleep and if you wake up at a time where you still have time for yourself, you're still well rested and you can go out and create whatever you want in the world, then I think it's good. So like my evenings usually is like winding down. Yeah. So I, I like to take it easy. Usually I do my workouts in the morning. Yeah. So at night I just kind of relax yeah. and uh, try to wind things down. Usually I like, I don't know if it's the best thing, but I'll watch something on TV, I'll, I'll talk to someone. I read something and then I will go to bed. Yeah. And if you if you had a good day, usually like you're pretty tired. Yeah. So which which is nice. I usually don't have any problems with sleeping. I have like a diffuser where I sleep that I use sometimes, which has this relaxing water noise, but also is, has like a good smell, like yeah. a good scent. So I use that. I try to like your bedroom should be cool when you sleep as well Uh, and also try not to have too many distractions in your bedroom or your whole home like i i i do believe in like how you do anything is how you do everything yeah kind of like if your if your desk is a mess uh my i have a lot of books on my desk but it's not it doesn't look messy to me it it doesn't it's not too messy but like if your if your desk is a mess if your home is a mess like some other parts of your life is a mess too. That's yeah. like, I'm I'm almost like, not always, but like 90% of the time. So get your life in order and start Start with the small things. Like start by cleaning your house. Yeah. Like if you, like we're talking about dreams, if you're going to sit down and write down your dreams like in a mess, I, I don't believe that's really going to work. I would clean my home first have a nice cup of tea, maybe even take a shower. So I take a shower every morning, every night. Yeah. I, it's probably not good for me, but I like to be clean. Yeah. Like when I come home, like I, I love, like if someone like I'm washing away the day yeah. and then like I'm sleep so good. And, and one thing that I just want that the listeners to ask themselves is like, why am I not waking up early? Like just ask yourself that question and be totally honest with yourself. Like, It might be that you haven't found your passion. It might be that you're like staying out late, drinking. You might in that you're maybe in that season of your life. That's fine, but like you might not be satisfied where you are either. So ask yourself, why am I not waking up early? Why am I not doing the things like this? Is data? This is nothing. This is not something that I made up. This is by researching some of the most successful people on the planet. It's data. It works. So you don't have to, like, reinvent the wheel. Just ask yourself that question. Why am I not waking up early? Mm. And see what see what you'll figure out.
0: Yeah. You talk about your nine secrets in your book. Is that something you could share a little bit with them, our listeners?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's basically... Uh, the secrets that I learned, learned for success. And to make to make it simple, I can share a, c- a couple of things. And if if I could have like an only statement, I don't know if you heard about the only statement, like uh, that would be like, there are no secrets. Yeah. Uh, so just to save you from all the, the BS, uh, there are no secrets. Like if you want to create something, model the people that have done it before and on the way, Like when you're starting to get some success, put in your perfect touch because you're unique. Nobody, like if you listen to this, nobody is the same as you are. Like there's always that magic little ingredient, right? Why is Kiki K so successful? There's a lot of companies that want to do the same thing and that are doing it. But like, why are you so successful? That's you, that magic ingredient, right? That you can't like, you can't copy that. Like, you can copy everything, but you can't copy that magic ingredient. So, that's like simple. Just like, there are no secrets for success. It's gonna take work. You have to model people that have done it before. And you're going to wake up early even when you don't want it because, like, you, you, your first like, my first thought this morning, I've been waking up early all week. And I was like, I'm going to have this podcast. Maybe I shouldn't work out this morning. I had all these like conversations with myself yesterday. And then, like everybody does. So why did I do it? Because I know if I wouldn't have done it, we wouldn't have this conversation right now. I wouldn't be so centered. I wouldn't be so in tune with myself. I wouldn't be able to share. Which people will hear. And then maybe not, not resonate as much. But... So that's it. There are no success. Model the people that are good and just do it for a long time and you'll get there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Such a good advice. Another thing that i read actually just this morning um, when I got up early, <laughs> I um, I uh, um, glanced through your book. Um, one thing, that I think it was in this book because I, I brought a couple of your books, but the morning one was that when you write books Books you write a few pages a day, yeah. and I think I love to hear about that because I think um, it's a really good advice for not just really writing a book but to do anything in life is yeah. to take those small steps. So, tell us a little bit about maybe the book or anything in life that you know about those small steps that becomes yeah. that big thing.
1: So, just kind of to give you some context, uh, it was November 2012. Uh, think it's November 23rd 24th I was in Sydney Australia I became a world medalist in shotgun karate after more than 20 years of training which means like all this hard work came to fruition at one moment right and uh, that's pretty awesome but nothing changed in your life I was super happy but it's not like life's life is gonna be changed. The only thing was like, now I can say I'm a world medalist, which kind of fades after a while because it's just something that happened. But the cool part is that at a couple of weeks, not the cool part, but the bad part of the story is like a couple of weeks later, I got fired from my job in in sales. So imagine like I was so happy, like my life is so awesome. I've accomplished this big, big dream of mine. like. This was the thing that I always wanted, and then now all of a sudden they didn't care about that at work. Like, now you're off. So that made me made me think a lot what I want to do with my life. And I was like, I always wanted to help people. People always came to me with advice, asking for advice. I didn't know, didn't know why, but people always like kind of asked me stuff. And uh, I was like, I want to help people. And. Uh, I want to start speaking and looked at all the great speakers. They said, yeah, uh, smart, uh, like people that are public speakers, almost everybody have a book because that makes you seem smart. So I was like, yeah, I'm not that smart, but let, I have some time now. So let's, let's do it. And I Googled how long is a book because this is also something like model masters. I didn't know any authors at that time. Now I met so many, but at that time, still in a small, small city, didn't know any authors at all. So I go like, how long is a book? And Google gave me a good answer. Google said it's uh, 100 and, like hundred pages in Times New Roman 12 in Word, is going to be about 160 pages in a book. And if we look at the Gold Book, it's actually 161 pages. So Google was very, very good. And that includes, I think, the afterwords or something like that. So it's very accurate. So I said 100 pages, seems like a lot. But what if I do it the way like I'm going to write a book, I'm going to talk about the process of setting goals and how you achieve them with small, small chunks. What if I do that on the book to show that it actually works? And I've never written a book. So I said, okay, let's do that. I can do, I think I can do between two and three pages a day. So I said 100 divided by two and a half, that's 40 days. So let's, let's do that. So I went to the library every day wrote two and a half pages some days it took like two hours I always a cappuccino double shot of espresso mm-hmm. uh, went to a specific place uh, in in my hometown I don't know if you've been to the new library there but it no I haven't actually uh, you haven't so you, it's super beautiful like oh, it's o- uh, it's overlooking the like um, a river and so I, I sat there and I was just Kind of write it and this is before i've sold any book this is before not anyone know like the only person that knew is like my my the love of my life she's the only one that knew that i was going to write a book nobody else so i'm just going there and people are like where's peter like he's in the library like what spending so much time in the library <laughs> so i went there every day some days it took me a long time i had to sit there all day some some days it was easier but I knew that I could do that two and a half pages. I didn't know how good it would be or anything like that. Uh, So so kind of my encouragement is like, the question you should ask yourself, if something is important to me, can I do at least one, two or three small tasks towards that dream? (coughs) And just imagine yourself kind of standing up now and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take three small steps. That It doesn't going to take me more than 15, 20 minutes a day for something that I really believe in. Can I do that every day for a year? If you can't say yes to that, you don't have a dream that is like big enough for you. Then change it to something like say, yeah, I can, I can invest 15, 20 minutes in this no matter how busy my life is, no matter how many kids I have, no matter how stressful my life is or whatever it is and so if you can do that and just imagine yourself taking those three steps and imagining a part of yourself like that is still there that's not doing it in a year that's a thousand steps that's that's a lot right even if you suck at what you do even if you're the worst at what you do you're still better off than the person who doesn't take any step at all and you're gonna start excel and, and, and that's, that's basically what I do with all my life. Like I'm, I take those small te- steps and that's like my podcast now. We talk to more than 140 people uh, like ha- get to meet people like yourself and just like get to share on other people's podcast. Like it's not like now it sounds cool, but it's basically it's just taking a couple of steps a day. And if I can do it, you can do it. And it's
0: funny, when I wrote the book, I decided to write a book. And then I did some research as well because I've never written a book and uh, I, uh, I heard someone say, if you give yourself two years to write a book, it will take two years. If you give yourself six months to write a book, it will take six months. So I just decided being an entrepreneur, I thought if I do it for two years, I'll I'll get bored. So I decided to do six six months and that's, that's awesome. what I did.
1: So did you write every day or like what was your process?
0: So I actually started by going through a lot of my journals just to really make sure that I um, I um, capture everything that I wanted to have because um, there was so much more, you know, when I wrote the book, I probably wrote two books at the same time because okay. there's so many of those things that I actually took out to focus because... Uh, I wanted people to really start about dreaming, but there's I have much more, and I'm i I'm, um, I'm um, now actually. Um Uh, writing my second book but um, Mm -hmm. another thing that I wanted to share actually is because you don't actually have to be brilliant in writing a book so I I wrote everything and then I gave it to my partner Paul who took it to another level in terms of making it much much better and then to an editor so so even if you are not great at what you're doing but you really want to do it you can always get support as well so I think um, it's a good one Um, yeah and
1: don't like don't think yourself so seriously like it's it's okay like just do it and see what happens because I promise you no one is as hard on yourself as you. Yeah. Like so people might like what you do without you even knowing it. So just give them a chance to actually see what you have and see what you have to offer instead of judging yourself.
0: I think that's what you just said is really great because if you have self Doubt. I think, and I think we all have it, yeah. but I kind of never really listened to mine. I'm just trying to think how how I made because you know, growing up on a farm and 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 all of a sudden starting a retail business, like there was a lot of self doubt and yeah. was, you know, but but I did it anyway, and I, I haven't really haven't really thought about the way. Um,
1: you probably didn't think too much. I think like uh, a lot of people, we like I'm. I'm working on this, but sometimes I overthink things and nothing happens because I can always find a reason why it's not good, right? But listen, at the end of the day, we're all gonna die. At the end of the day, this sounds very harsh. I'm not sure that I'm gonna go to bed tonight. I hopefully I am for many years to come, but I'm not, there's not a 100% chance. People are going out in the world and they're not coming home, right? It could happen. Yeah. So just have that in mind. I, I don't try to, to scare you. What I'm trying to say is to live fully. Like, if it's in your heart, go after it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and I have in, in my book, which you now yeah. have, yeah. I have uh, a chapter um, which is called Life is Short. And uh, I encourage people to think if they were to die in three years' time, mm-hmm. what would you do differently today? And um, you know, you mentioned it. You know, you, you you might call your mom, or or you know, you. It often makes you think about the small things that you know, having that coffee, or or um, you know, care for people, or or it, it takes you from your head to your heart, really. Yeah. And um, I often share a story where. Um, when I did that exercise once on a plane, I um, Axel really wanted to come to the Philippines with me. And because he traveled so much with me, I decided that he was not going to come. And being a Kiki K product himself, he was like dreaming and talking, didn't take no for an answer and <laughs> visualize it and spoke about it in present tense. And and on that flight, um, uh, I, uh, I did that exercise. Um, you know, what would I do? differently today if I was a die in three years time and um, the first thing that came to mind was that I would bring Axel to the Philippines and I did and um, and it was funny because when I touched down this was in Sydney I, um, I called Axel and I said hey you can come and he said "Mom, dreams really do come true <laughs> but I love I love sharing That's that awesome. story because sometimes we are so driven by you know you know, big dreams and big goals, and we kind of forget about the the small things in life. And um, you know, the, the you know, taking the time to have the coffee or or you know, getting up early. And um, and I think that's you know, talking about morning routines. It's that time in the morning. Just really, it's just another like at nighttime. We're tired because we had so much input from. So if you had a bad comment from someone, or if you had um, you know a fight with someone, or if you had a stressful day in traffic, whatever it is for each person the night is never the same because you you have all those experiences during the day but in the morning you wake up fresh and it's a new it's a new you know it's a new page in your journal yeah. and i think that's also what makes morning so much more special
1: it's like it's my type of party like to yeah. be, it's like to be honest like i don't like i used to party a lot but i like this is my party, like I get to go, I get to be one of the first to get a coffee at the beach, like I get to sit there with my thoughts, like that's something that I like. Like I get to write down my thoughts about life and maybe my grandkids sometimes will find this book and say, this is what my granddad thought about. Like that that's, excites me in a way. And, and and I think a lot of people like they're listening now, they're like, yeah, but I'm so busy. But I just want to tell you one thing, Like. If something really important were to happen right now, let's say you're having a baby. Would you, would everything else be, like, could you, could you, like, free your calendar for that? Of course, right? If someone, like, a friend really needed me, wherever they are in the world, like, could I free my schedule and, like, book a flight and go now? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So your schedule is just something that you have made up and you can change it at any time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you book time with someone, you you make sure you turn up on time and you make sure you, you do it. But for ourselves, sometimes we don't do that. So so I think um, treating yourself with the same respect as you would for other people, if you say you're going to do something. And, and you know, I'm, I'm definitely not perfect at that. No. So I'm not saying that I'm... Um, I'm the best at it. But it's one thing that I often think about, like to honor yourself as much as you honor other people.
1: And you don't like, you don't want to be perfect. Like for you that are listening to this, perfect is boring. Human is beautiful. Like it's okay that you're not perfect. Like we love you anyway. You should love yourself. But when you mess up, just make sure to make it right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So in your goal book, which which is available in English, so we're going to link to that, how did you come up with the key strategies of achieving goals? And and can you ch- share um, some of them for our listeners who might yeah. want to take one of their dreams and put them
1: into goals? Of course. So, like, I've, I did a lot of research in my life because I got the opportunity to spend a lot of times with, like, amazing athletes that were much better than me. So I got to see, like, what are they doing? And also I started reading about like self-development because first like I was introduced to a book called The Game by Neil Strauss it's about picking up girls because I couldn't pick up girls because going back to that chubby kid skinny short kid like I didn't have the confidence or the tools but once I, I realized like okay I could get a number now but I didn't have like I didn't have no game and a real game is about like really developing yourself as a human being so that came together, like me as an athlete, spending time with all these incredible people, plus reading all these self-development books. Uh, I didn't see, like I didn't find something at that time in, in Swedish that were like taking care of all the areas of life, because like I don't feel that you're successful if you have a great business, but like the rest of your life is shitty. Yeah. Like that's not success for me. Yeah. And I know you can't be balanced all the time in everything, and that's why we have seasons in our life. But I mean, to for me, life is about like... Relationships—it's about like having working with something that you love, that you have personal goals. For example, you want to learn an instrument, run a half marathon with me, November third. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's uh, your <laughs> dream <drink, not mine>.
0: life. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting
1: it out to the universe. Who knows? <laughs> something might bring you back to LA. Who knows? And uh, a relationship, like social goals—how do you interact with the world? And so I wanted people to like have a roadmap to write down goals in the different areas and create a game plan. So the whole philosophy on how to to say set, set a goal is very simple. First, we have a dream. is a written down deadline, right? And no, a dream. A dream is a, a written down goal with a, with a deadline. Yeah. So uh, I read that in um, what's his name the think and grow rich yep. he had like a goal is a written down dream but i added a goal is a written down dream with the deadline Yeah. because otherwise nothing happens like we know we all know that we all been like in school and like working on this project like five minutes before it needs to get in and we if it would have been one day later or a week later we would be we would, we would have been in the same situation so deadlines actually help you move the needle yep. and um, if we don't write it down and I've seen this over and over bef- when I wrote the book I hadn't met like I hadn't done all this research with the podcast which is a little bit later but everybody's saying it over and over again just like you write down your goals write down your goals because something happens I think I I don't know if it's research based or whatever but I believe like neurologically something happens when you write a thing down because you don't want to lie to yourself yeah Like it's easy to lie to to the world basically, but to lie to yourself, that really hurts. And so when you write something down in a way, you make it like you make it real. Yeah. So I encourage everybody to write down that thing that you want to do, that dream, make it a goal. Now the second question is, okay, how how do I get there? And that might be super difficult. For example, for me, I, I didn't know any author, uh, so how do I get to write a book? Uh, I I googled that shit yeah. with G- GTS, <laughs> uh, and it said hundred pages, two and a half a day. Okay, I committed to the process,
0: yeah.
1: and was unattached to the outcome, and I knew like if I do two and a half pages a day, I would be done in forty days. So the first thing is, like, write down your goal. The second thing is figure out what you need to do on a daily basis. Like, what do I need to do today to move the needle? And then the most important thing, do it. Yeah. This is where most people struggle. Like, yeah. uh, and w- just ask yourself, like, if you're listening now, just, like, think about, in. if I look back in my life, I've had some goals. I started them, but I didn't finish them. What was it that... Didn't like what was it that made me not finish what I what I said I was going to do? Just ask yourself, first of all, did you write it down? Second of all, did you actually make a plan with yourself on what you should do? And third of all, like were you like were you in tune with this goal? Was this important to you? Did you visualize how it would feel to like hold your book, or like being in Antarctica, or like getting married in the Maldives, or well, like, did you really taste and feel that dream mm-hmm. enough so it's worth it? Yeah, because I, I like, I don't believe you. Like, if it was really worth it to you and you didn't do it, I, I don't think you've thought about it enough, yeah. or it's not, or it's just something that your mom said, or like someone else told you. Like, just be honest with yourself and it's okay. Just, you can change now, you can change your dream and be in tune with it, with yourself.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very good point because I often think about, you know, New Year's resolutions, people, you know, what is it? this research says within a few weeks, people forgot about them. Yeah. And I think that's where morning routines comes in really perfectly because if you look at your dreams and goals every yeah. single morning, it's almost impossible not to do it because yeah. you get reminded, and that's why I, you know, at Kiki K, we sell vision boards, and we, I created when I was. Um, well, I did this before, but I added it to my book um, because because I travel so much, and uh, sometimes if you share an apartment with someone or a room with someone, you might not want to have it on the walls yeah. as a vision board. But having your goals and dreams in a vision board book. Um, yeah. I should have bought you one, but I didn't. But I'll yeah. send you one. Uh, it's just really, but it's basically just a, you know an A4 um, notebook with a little bit of thicker paper so you can glue things in. And um, I have, um, for example, when I <clears throat> decided to um, not drink alcohol for a year, I had some quotes about alcohol just to remind me how bad alcohol <laughs> is for me. And also um, I wrote down why I wanted to do this year just to remind me every single day because for particular I was a wine lover so I didn't really particularly what I wanted to do it for my health and I want I did a bet with someone but we have certain goals and dreams that might not be you know as enjoyable to do so for example if you want to do like a marathon um, you know it might be that there will be some uncomfortable things obviously and being reminded every day why you want to do that. um, I think it's really important. So that was a really good point.
1: Yeah, I I, I really agree with you. And and one thing that I just want to add is like, we didn't talk that much about accountability, but like you you can do this yourself. But if you really want to, like if you really want to do it, have someone that holds you accountable to this. Like if it's your partner, like if it's a colleague or if you get a coach, like someone that really loves you so much and want you to succeed, that they gonna they gonna they gonna call you on your bullshit. Yeah. Like, uh, and also try to do like these important step before noon. Like, if you don't do it before noon, like chances are they're not getting done. Yeah. Uh, so as early as possible, get your like get start on the day. It's gonna feel fucking amazing. You gonna like you gotta know I'm a little bit closer to my dream. And then you know the afternoon is probably going to take care of itself as it always does
0: so I know you have a very similar mission t- to me, so you want to help ten million people in ten years um,
1: at least <laughs> at
0: least which is so amazing. Yeah. How did you decide on that mission?
1: so like my my first when I started the podcast and I wrote my books, I said like i want to help at least like I want to help as many people as possible to achieve their dreams and like for, I don't even know why I put that goal because it's not, you can't measure that. Uh, and then I met with Mark Divine. He's like a Navy SEAL commander. He has amazing morning routines, by the way. Uh, I'll send you that YouTube. One of our most popular YouTube videos is his like morning routines. Yeah. Uh, but what he, like what he said was like, I want to help 10 million people and you should too. Like because, of, because if you do it too and someone else do it too, That's kind of incredible. Yeah. So I just kind of thought like, maybe I should have like 10 million. So I had like helped 10 million people in 10 years to achieve their dreams. But what happened after that was that I met a guy called David Meltzer and had him on my podcast. And he said, you don't say 10 million people, you're selling yourself short. You have to say at least 10 million people. So I added that at least and I think it's a great lesson, whatever you want to do in your life. Let's say you want to, like, I want to travel to 10 countries. No, you want to travel to at least 10 countries. Like, I want to make a million or whatever it is. I want to make at least a million. I want to inspire uh, two, uh, two people today uh, at a coffee shop. No, I, I want to inspire at least two people, you know. Just adding that uh, helped me a lot. Like, okay, there's there can actually be more. Yeah. Why am I setting myself short?
0: in Sweden we are all very, you know, we all like to be very similar and, yeah. you know, there's a word called lagom, which is yeah. like not too much, not too little. It's like we should all, you know, we should all see the world in the same place, yeah. the same way. And for those people, not everyone is who listening to this will be Swedish, so they might not be relatable, but I think there is something important in this is because the way we grow up and the way we maybe the schools we went to, maybe the parents, maybe a certain, you know, culture or religion or whatever it is, is that we we think we are in a certain way or we belong to a pigeonhole. And one of the things that I loved about moving to another country is that no one could tell me where I was, should be or what you know, what I couldn't be, which was, I think, you know, starting in a new country was a disadvantage in some way because I didn't have a network and I didn't have any support, etc. But it was also an advantage because no one, Said that I couldn't do it. So, what would you be your advice for for people who are struggling with that? They might have parents that that you know tells me. You know, I meet a lot of lawyers who do not like what they're doing because they were so good at school, and then their parents were pushing them into this, and then all of a sudden they they end up in a in a in an amazing role as a lawyer or working within within law and then but not happy so what would your advice be to for people who are struggling with with their you know outside advice or force or whatever
1: yeah I mean first of all there's a there's a cool like talking about like there's a there's a saying called the immigrant edge and uh, there's also like the I think the, the bumblebees are like, when you don't know that you can do it, you actually do it. You mentioned this as well. And that's why we see like a lot of people coming to new countries and like creating these amazing, amazing things because they are like, they're pushed into a coin. They have to move forward. They they don't have a backup plan. Yeah. And that, that helps a lot. But if we're talking about people that are unhappy because they're they're living... Basically, they're living another person's dream and they thought this was the way to go, which is like it happens to all of us and it's okay to change. Like you don't have to be the person you were 10 years ago. Like when you made that decision to become a lawyer or like a whatever feel like you were maybe 18, 19. Like would you honestly take advice from like your 18, 19 year old right now? Like No and that is okay like just be okay that you're like if you're 35 or 45 or 55 and wants to change the career it's okay people are going to judge you but they're going to judge you anyway and at the end of the day kind of like do, you, do you, is it really important or is it important, or is it important what's in your heart like what do you really want to like leave this planet and have like not let your heart out like do you want that it like for me when i'm saying that i'm cringing that hurts you know and it does hurt but you can change that story and there's help you don't have to do it yourself there's communities there's people that are doing this all the time and we are part of this community too we are here to help and inspire as much as we can and so you can transform your life
0: something I'm um, talking in my book is that I have found great inspiration from and dreams from others and I know you met so many amazing people um, through your life and um, through your podcast so I would love to know who inspires you the most or are there a few people that inspire you?
1: Yeah um,
0: You mentioned a few already so I'm sure there were yeah, plenty But
1: I mean there's, there's so many people that inspire inspires me and a lot of times i try on my podcast to have not only people that are quote-unquote famous or like have a track record on instagram for being successful to actually like talk to human beings like when we strip all that away who are you as a human being what can i learn from you so I, I found I find inspiration everywhere and as, as a martial artist, I see kids doing like a kick or whatever and like I'm gonna try this. So I think like my my inspiration is to realize that I'm not I'm not the smartest person in the room and I'm here to learn and share what I've what I've learned Yeah. And um, I think that's that's kind of my my biggest inspiration. And then like to be honest, there's also like the ego, you, we're, uh, not all but like I have an ego as well so I like to like I like to see myself inspire myself in a way like I'm inspired by what I'm doing right now uh, because I never thought that would be even possible so I'm just curious to see like how would how would my life look in like 10 years like can I can I do the things that I set in my mind I see that's as a challenge now like I'm not afraid of failing like because at the end of the day, I'm. I know I'm gonna die, so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try really hard, and I'm gonna enjoy the ride, uh, and then we'll see what happens. And like a lot of times, when I when I failed and been like completely naked in that situation, that's when I've seen the most love in the world. Mm. So that's okay too, you know.
0: Yeah, it's a great one. Um, I think it's Ariana Huffington who's been on my podcast as well she has a quote saying um failure is not the end of success it's the stepping stone to success and i truly believe that and i see failure as as a learning every single time all the challenges as well so love that do you feel you're living your dream life now
1: i'm on my way uh like i'm really on my way and uh if I strip away like all the outer things and just look at my like, my mindset, I would say like, I'm in a very happy place. You know, I, uh, my life is not easy. It's not simple, but I'm happy with uh, what I'm doing. And I'm happy with the relationships I have in my life. I'm happy with my health. And, um, I have energy to go after what I want. So I would say I'm, I'm super happy like in the inner world I'm super happy and uh, now I'm working on manifesting that in the outer world as well
0: yeah so um, I'd like to finish off by asking you a few quick questions that I know our listeners would love to hear you answer yeah. if you could give one piece of advice to the next generation to help them live their dream life what would that be be kind be kind beautiful can never have enough kindness in the world so, um, I know you are a avid reader, so am I. Do you have a favorite book and why?
1: Um, actually, one, like, I have... The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari is one book that kind of changed my life. That's why I, I love listening to your sh- episode with Robin. Yeah. Um, working on getting him here on my podcast as well. Yeah. But The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, amazing. Um, I also like The Alchemist. I'm reading a book called Mindset right now. Yeah. Sounds so great. Yeah,
0: yeah. I have. I love all those books. Yeah. Love them. I would love to know if you have a favorite Kiki K product, and because it's new f- uh, for you, have you got a favorite station? Yeah, product? R- <laughs> right
1: now actually, like I love like. This is so ego based, but why do we love like seeing your name on something? Like, and I love this golden pen that I got from you. So, what what is this called? This. The... So
0: that that's just a spiral notebook, yeah. um, in in our leather range. And um, for those people who um, can't see it, um, it is yeah, monogrammed with Peter's initials. And yeah. I think that's something really special. I love giving gifts that are monogrammed because yeah. it just makes it like it, not just a gift, but it's a thoughtful gift. So. We
1: sell a lot of those, and um, really like like that. Yeah, really like that, and also like uh, I think that something that I will really like is the 3 a.m. list because like that's something I was like, wow, that's her story. That's so cool. I want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna send you
0: one a 3 a.m. notebook um, that you can have next to your bed for all your 3 a.m. ideas.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So one last question for you if you can go back to your younger self say when you were in your late teens What advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now?
1: Uh, Like people are going to love you Uh, At that point I was like it's gonna be hard for me to find someone that that I'm in love with and that's gonna truly love me and um, I, I couldn't believe that and i i couldn't let people into my life and uh, yeah people will love you
0: what a great podcast this has been i am super inspired you know it's it's funny every time i do a podcast i i just just come back with more dreams and more um more inspiration so thank you first for researching how to write four books and for all that you do in terms of sharing your wisdom and inspiring other people and I know that um, our listeners will absolutely love this podcast because there's so many gems in here in terms of how people can take on just not morning routines but also uh, living their dream life or whatever that are for each individual so thank you and I'm super excited to have met you in person in LA which is one of my favorite places in the world so
1: Thank you so much. Thank you, Kiki. And uh, thank you to all the listeners out there. Like, I'm just so humbled and grateful that I get to share this message. Just want to share one last thing. Like, ask yourself now what am I going to do with this? Like, this is a buffet of delicious things that you can do to add, like, to your life so just ask yourself, so what am i going to do with this information am i, am I just going to keep driving or keep jogging or am, am i going to actually stop and make some little change in my life that's going to help me
0: we're very much looking forward to um reading your um morning book when it comes out in english so love to do that in kiki K as well because we often um take other people's books and then just change it to a Kiki Cake cover oh, so one of my dreams now is to have once yours comes out in English to do a Kiki K version
1: that's awesome I'm I'm open for that like I, at the end of the day I used to think that I'm gonna do all myself now I just want to share it with the world yeah. that's why we do this we share all of this knowledge for free because we want you to live better lives and at the end of the day that makes me so happy right yeah.
0: thank you so much thank you That was such a wonderful chat. I truly hope that you can take some nuggets of wisdom away with you after listening to this episode. As someone who is always setting new goals and dreams and who believes very strongly in the importance of a morning routine, I really could speak to Peter for hours. Something I really loved was how he reminded us that we are all human and that we need to be kind to ourselves along the way, no matter what it is we are trying to achieve. Wherever you are in the world right now, whatever is happening around you, I hope you are looking after yourself, making time for your self-care and keeping a good routine to ensure your physical and mental well-being are looked after at all times. If you are inspired to dream big and set new goals after this episode, my book, Your Dream Life Starts Here, is a wonderful tool and a perfect place to start. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for plenty more inspiration from some of the world's most inspiring people and tell us what you thought by leaving us a review. I would love your support with my big crazy dream to inspire 101 million people. So please help us by sharing our podcast with the hashtag 101 million dreamers. And if you want to see more about what's happening in my world, you can follow me on Instagram at Christina Kiki K. Until next time, look after yourself and each other and don't forget to dream big and chase your dreams. I'll see you next week.